gentlemen, welcome to Break the Conversations. We have Suresh Hedazada co-hosting today. My name is Brett English, and we join with the beautiful Odette Linton, the spiritual healer and soul channeler. And thank you so much for giving us this time. My pleasure. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just jump in um, in the beginning? When it comes to unlocking spiritual gifts, is there something you can actually work for and attain, or does it sort of just happen, at least in, in your experience? Uh, I guess I'll go from my aspect. Mm. I realize now, looking back, that I always had an awareness, mm. but absolutely uh, it needed to be unlocked and opened up yeah. and um, created for me, mm. you know, with help. So, yeah. so I went, you know, to other healers and so on, and it's through that work on myself that I realized that I did have a gift mm. within me and I believe everybody has a gift within them. Mm. It's just choosing to, I guess, do the work on yourself first True. and then realize that there's actually more to, to it. Mm. So I, I never ever sit in n having that knowing, you know, of everything now because yeah. every day is something different or something more to learn. Mm. I, I actually call myself a seeking soul so mm. uh, often the people who come to me are equally seeking. True. So, yeah. you know, it's what's next and what's next. So it's forever learning. You, you can never, ever sit on any pedestal of yeah. knowing everything. Yeah. Because I think once you know everything in theory, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, true. Or you're, That's so true. Or you're in your ego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh. yes. Uh, just being, as you say, being aware of that ego. Yeah. How would you also define ego and even describe what it is? Because I know there's a lot of misinterpretations of that, of that word mm. by myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all have it. That's, yeah. you know, we need to just acknowledge that we all have ego and it's how we uh, use it, I guess, or mm. become aware of when you're in your story and yeah. or mm. when you're in your... Uh, within the, within ego, you've got the victim as mm. well as the aggressor. Mm. So um, ego is really about control. Mm. And I, I actually believe a lot of ego comes from fear mm. because if you if you're in if you're in the kind of top end of your ego, you're trying to control everything to make yourself feel safe. Mm. Yeah. So that can be from life trauma and um, and not feeling safe. Yeah. So the easiest way to feel safe is to actually control everything that you possibly can. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, everyone talks about the ego and there is that sort of normal ego that we have, but there's also spiritual ego, which <laughs> ironically I find um, harder to deal with. Yeah. Because I kind of feel that if you've done the work on yourself, you kind of should know better. Yeah, mm. true. You get the guilt associated with it. Yeah, I know that sounds like a judgment and it's it's not meant to be. Mm. It's just, yeah, the spiritual ego kind of gets a little bit out of place sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that does happen quite a lot. People go into the spiritual community or become teachers or healers or leaders in a spiritual mm. space that it, they have a lot of yes people around them, yes men, yeah. Yeah. yes women. Who yeah. just sort of idolize and put them on a pedestal. Absolutely. And they get lost in that in that pedestal as and well. And there's only only one way off a pedestal. 
and that's down. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> so, it's true. Yeah, they, so so they identify with it so much that they like they mm. believe they're they're like some sort of on a hierarchy kind that's of. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, if somebody sort of says something along those lines to me is like, oh, you know, I've got you up here, and I go, oh, please don't, because <laughs> yeah. there's only one way, and that's down yeah. off it. So mm. you know, I don't ever. Uh, consider the pedestal yeah. at all. It's mm. um, I'd, I'd rather just consider it. You know, we're just on different rungs of the ladder. Yeah. And if you're if you seeking to change your your patterns, your belief systems, and I think that's what it's all about: is mm. belief systems. Yeah. Then you're just shifting up the ladder. Mm. That's all. Mm. Yeah. And often I'll go through something myself, and I'll wonder why I'm I'm doing that. And why having that experience, and I sometimes kind of go into my own, oh, you know, I've done so much work on myself, why am I experiencing this? Mm. And then I'll get through it, and then I'll have a client come to me who's going through exactly what I've just been oh, through. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then I've got the compassion, the understanding, and mm. the kind of knowing of how to help them step through it too. Mm. Wow. I think so. that's like spirit kind of guiding as well, that put you through a an experience of somewhat adversity, mm. you overcome it, and then all of a sudden you have clients who are matching that Absolutely. same thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was all part of the training. And that's exactly how I view my yeah. life, is because mm. uh, it's been quite a traumatic life as well. Um, I just, you know, I often wonder, I was like, I'm a really good person, like I come from my heart, mm. I love unconditionally, why, why, does, why do these things happen? Mm. And then I, when I stepped into doing this, you know, spiritual and healing work, I now go, oh, I'm so grateful that I had that life, mm. those experiences, because it's led me to understand exactly mm. how to, you know, have compassion for people, understand what they've been through, resonate with them. It, when I share a little bit of m myself with them, it's what I call the key. Mm. So it unlocks mm. their, uh, feeling comfortable to share their experience mm. with me and yeah so yeah I've often wondered why you know people just trust me so much yeah. but it's because on a soul level their soul recognizes that I have been there before mm. just like them beautiful yeah, yeah. so it's wow. it's actually a gift mm. yeah mm. so suffering and pain is is a gift that it's actually love. a gift mm. ultimately of course we need to step through that and yeah. find our joy. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, a and it, the only only way you can do that is to shift those belief systems. Wow. Yeah. Are there any practices or things you help your clients with, or even yourself with, at breaking down those belief systems to expand your life and your consciousness and your experience? Uh, at the moment, I'm really focusing with people on coming out of their mind which we were talking about earlier, yeah. and coming into their heart. So mm. we're in the fifth dimension. So from some people don't really understand exactly what the fifth dimension is. I believe it's we've been through four, 5,000 year cycles. So, you know, first, second, third, and fourth dimension. And as of December 2012, we moved into the fifth dimension. So we're still in early stages mm. of the fifth dimension. So we still, a lot of us still have attachments to actually the third and fourth. So the third is very much about war and conflict. And as mm. you know, there's still a lot of that in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
the fourth dimension I feel like was bringing in that awareness of change, mm. of you know changing consciousness. Uh, but coming into the fifth, we're now it's there. Wow. The 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 stream is there. The golden flow is there. The abundance is there if you choose it. Mm. So. And it's all about the heart. So we actually have to come out of the mind, which I think is a lot to do with the ego as well, and yeah. come into the heart. So, so you were talking about what practice. I, I often go, you know, put both of your hands on your heart, mm. take in two deep breaths, and, and just say, okay, what does my heart say about this situation? Mm. And I bet it's a completely different answer to what your mind said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So... So that's, that's my recommendation, yeah. is keep checking in with your heart mm. and taking those deep breaths. Mm. So you could also actually just put one hand on your heart and one on your gut so that you actually get your gut instinct. Yeah, mm. wow, I was actually doing that last night. Okay, yeah, yeah that's cool. While I was sleeping. Yeah, that's yeah. a wonderful way actually to go to sleep so that you're actually incomplete. Mm. So you're connecting into that solar plexus mm. and your heart yeah. and they, they're kind of moving together. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So great practice, <laughs> yes. It's, it's, um, I like what you said about the 2012 was the phase of the, f the fifth dimension coming through. Yeah. And I remember in 2012, that's when I had um, like a spiritual awakening at oh, the time. Cool. Um, so yeah, that, that triggered a memory from back then. Mm. <laughs> it was like the beginning of... Um, uh, I was meditating a lot during that time and I had a voice that came through and it was, and it said, if you want to heal yourself, you have to go into nature mm. and everything's interconnected. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that, that triggered a memory when you said 2012 at yeah. the time. Because they were talking about the end of the world. Yeah. And actually it was the end of the world of the fourth dimension. Mm. But we still have attachments, you know, into mm. that. So, so the more you work on yourself, the more you become aware of those attachments still back you know from this moment backwards yeah and the more you kind of work on disconnecting so uh, you know how we often have these patterns that keep repeating themselves and repeating themselves and you're like come on like <laughs> so why don't yeah. I see it sometimes yeah. <laughs> I have have enough of that <laughs> and so so then go and get a session with somebody to help you disconnect that attachment mm. to that pattern so that yeah. you can it's a bit like taking a backpack off your back. Yeah. Mm. So mm. W when I when I work, I kind of see them as I call them etheric cords, but they're like elastic bands that are attaching to these old belief systems, consciousnesses, patterns, mm. and just when you think you've pulled away from it, it springs back yeah. again and mm. kind of gets you. So, yeah. so from my my point, from a spiritual point of view, I'll send healing into them, and and ask to then dissolve them or cut them. Right. Mm. And then because I cut that, you know, because we're in our human form, we're, we're kind of have this sort of gaping hole as such. So we can either refill it with that drama mm. or we can fill it with these golden threads that are connecting into the future, the abundance, the, the movement into, you know, that golden stream that I talk about. Wow. Mm. So... So yeah, so if you're cutting a lot of stuff out, um, our default pattern is to reconnect to it. Yeah. So it's uh, safe and comfortable. Exactly, and you yeah. know it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know how to deal with this. Yeah. 
So by clearing that out, I always fill up with something good mm. so that you, you're mm. not doing that default pattern back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. That's very Can we talk about uh, healing and channeling? Sure. Um, so if you're with a, with a client who's coming in and you need to channel their higher self or channel mm. their guides or whatever, is there a practice you can do before they get here or as they get here to either protect yourself and them and to assure that you're tuning in with the right... How do you navigate those, those realms to be sure to be sure. the right person? Uh, I used to spend a lot of time calling in protection. Mm. And, and, and you can do that. Uh, so basically you can simply ask to be placed into a bubble of golden light. Mm. You can uh, set an intention. So often I would set the intention of I affirm to be aware but not take on board. Mm. so that I didn't suck their, in, their negativity into me mm. because actually a lot of healers get really ill mm. because they will take the energy, the negativity from that person and try and deal with it themselves mm. which is actually not, that's not a good thing at all. Mm. So, so yeah, so I, I used to do that and you can still do that but now I've kind of moved into this realization that if you are in your inner being and in your own vortex of mm. energy, nothing touches you. Yeah, well, I believe that as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, so as long as you're in your, so, you know, when I, when I kind of trained, I, I'm a body talk practitioner as well. So when I trained in doing that, part of the protocol is asking at the beginning through muscle testing, whether you have permission to work on somebody. Mm. Mm. And if you get a no, the next question is, is it the client, is it the person on the bed, or mm. is it the practitioner? Right. So mm. if it's the practitioner, then you've got to find out what's going on within you. Mm. So, so it's actually really important to be in your kind of, harmony and in your right space before you do healing. Mm. If I wasn't feeling right, I would cancel the appointment prior mm. and just right. say, I, and, I, and I do, mm. I just go, you know, this or there's something dramatic happened in the family or whatever, which has affected me, so I'm, I'm not in the right space. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I want to be 100% in the right space yeah. to, to help somebody mm. move through those belief systems and have mm. their best experience. I always like to think that, you know, I'm doing my highest and best in yeah. what I do. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. And at the end of a at the end of a session I actually ask energetically to be disconnected from that person. Mm. And you can even go and wash your hands as well. That, that cleanses. Wow. Yeah, just cleanse. So you're just doing the cleansing. Mm. Yeah. And then you let them go. So you let them go physically, emotionally and mentally. Because often you can get involved in thinking about that person. I wonder how that's going to affect that person. I wonder, mm. you know, I wonder what's, you know, what they're going to do next. Oh, wow. It's actually not your responsibility. True. It's just your responsibility for that hour or two. Mm. And then you know, support them through the session and then let them go. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't let them go and then you have the next client coming in, guess what? Mm. You're mixing the two. Mm. And it gets like yeah, jumbled it gets up. Yeah, it gets confusing. Mm. Yeah. Is, is there a visual thing you do to, to cut that off or is it just more of a, I don't think about that, like you just turn it off. 
in your mind or oh you can do a visual you can actually use a crystal wand if you want or or your hand and just say okay i'm going to gently disconnect mm. from everybody and everything yeah and so that like you i call it the spaghetti bowl actually oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're standing in the spaghetti i do you can actually imagine you're doing that at the end of the day mm. standing in the spaghetti bowl of you know, Facebook and the internet and yeah. anyone you've spoken to, anyone who's thinking about you. And there's all this. So imagine you go to bed and you're connected to all of this stuff. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to wake up exhausted, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. have strange dreams. And, mm. yeah. um, I, you know, often uh, I've had uh, clients say to me, oh, you know, I was dreaming about you doing a healing session on me the other night. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I woke up tired that day. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, had, I said that to you when I saw you today. So, yeah, so at the end of the day, it's actually quite important to yeah. us to disconnect from everybody and everything, including your loved ones. Yeah, so you don't get drained. Yeah, so that they are in their energy, you're in your energy, mm. and you all wake up vibrant. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. so violet flame is amazing. Like, you can just ask the violet flame to kind of flow through you and cleanse you. And you visualise that yeah. violet thing? Yeah. Violet flame, sorry? Mm. Absolutely. Is that yeah. from St. Germain? It is, yeah. yeah. It's, he's a real, he, yeah, he's he's a real deal. Beautiful soul, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I've so heard him pop up in a few different places and I'm like, I've never heard of St. Germain before. Yeah. But it's good to know. I think the violet flame is a gift from the universe mm. to the earth. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you look it up on online, all about the violet flame it's fascinating mm. what you get and how you can use it so i use it a lot for healing yeah. those cords that i was talking about mm. that's a purple flame mm. right okay. it is is it so similar to the ultraviolet light angels yeah okay yeah right. exactly mm. so uh so yeah and even if you look at amethyst it's yeah it's sort of purple color mm. and it's very healing mm. so you can actually rest jewelry on amethysts oh. and cleanse them yeah mm, amazing and when you are working with spirit and you're you are channeling mm. are you aware of how many dimensions that there actually are or is there a, a certain number or is it just infinite i think it's fairly infinite mm. uh my understanding is we have our kind of 12 dimensions that we connected to mm. uh so within our universe is the 12 planets and so on mm. but and I believe that the 13th dimension above is coming from the light. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so th uh, what I see within, within us is our humanness, which is within those 12 dimensions. And like I said, we're still, mm. we're in the fifth, but we're still connected to the others mm. a bit. But from a soul point of view, I believe that you, if you're working with the light that you come from the 13th dimension and, and above mm, okay it's not necessarily you can go oh i come from the 15th dimension or whatever 150th <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how would you know that you come come from that like that um, dimension generally you come to earth with a purpose so you may not remember that you've come with a purpose right. mm. and i certainly didn't know that I had a purpose for many, many years of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, many of my years were, you know, family orientated and, and so on. So, uh, but the more work that I do with this, and I've been doing this nearly 11 years now, is I realize I've 
that's my mission here on earth is right. to bring light to be part of this greatest transformation on earth mm. that we're going through right now mm. and be responsible to support others to be in mm. in in a better frame of mind a better well-being and in vitality and most importantly joy yeah like find the joy mm. yeah so us human beings and our relationship to god how, do you know how much about how that works can we access the greater abilities from god or from absolutely source? absolutely mm. i think that's our personal vortex oh wow Joking. yeah yeah mm. so i believe it's uh we're connected to to god to true source to Buddha, Allah, whatever you would like to call him. Mm. Um, and so when you, and I've just gone goosebumpy. Yeah. So, um, so that's uh, when I get that, the spiritual shivers, they call them. Yeah. It's uh, what you're voicing is exactly right. Mm. And, and it resonates on every level. So, mm. so yeah, I believe that that's our inner vortex mm. and connecting into it. Um, do I think there's things that knock us out of our vortex? I do. Mm. And so I think bringing awareness to those moments when you're out, it's like, oh, okay, I'm out. Then what do I do about this? What's going on with me right now? Mm. Do I need to just keep, you know, those moments where you're like, okay, this moment will pass mm. and I'll get the learning and awareness from it. Mm. And then you step back in. So when I was living in Europe uh, and I was traveling with a friend, um, often we'd, things would sort of s go wrong. Mm. And we'd go, oh, we're actually out. We're out of alignment. Mm. And it's like, okay, let's just sit for a minute and work out why. So we would sit and just have a chat about it. Mm. Is there something going on with you? Or is there something going on with me? Um, and talk about it, clear it. Or are we just going in the wrong direction? Are we not supposed to be going yeah. to this place right now? And we both kind of go, oh yeah, no, it doesn't feel right. So then we'd go the different pathway. Uh, yeah. And then suddenly we go, oh yeah, we're back in the flow. Mm. So, wow. so it's actually just bringing that awareness. So I also equate it to when I talk about the golden stream. So within a stream, you've got rocks um, mm. within that stream. So when you kind of effectively step out of the stream onto a rock, you're dealing with a, you know, a negativity or a contrast or an experience mm. in your life. Basically, you're effectively standing there and you're not moving until you sort it. Mm. Is that within ego or trapped in ego in that stage? Or? It can be, yeah. yeah. Or just, a you lesson. know. Sorry? A lesson that you have to learn? Absolutely. Right. A lesson or an experience or a relationship or a you know, what, whatever it is, or mm. something's gone wrong with your work or your business or something. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm stuck here. So in, I always say to people, when you're stuck on that rock and you can't deal with it yourself, go and get some healing. Yeah. You know, I, I take responsibility for doing, getting healing on myself every month, yeah. every week if I could, or every day. Yeah. <laughs> and the everyday thing is the meditation, yeah. the you know, the clearing yourself at the end of the day, like we were talking about. Mm. And, you know, having really good food and nutrition, good sleep, and really good people around you. Mm. You know, if there's, there's people in your life that don't resonate. Cut that cord. Yeah, cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit brutal. 
That's how he does it. I'm just going to send you some healing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, otherwise they get shocked. Yeah, yeah true. Um, so remember we're coming from the light. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, with love. Always yeah, with love. Yeah. 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 So, actually talking about love, you know, it's so important that we find this true love within ourselves. Mm. And we're in a, we've been brought up in a society that if you love yourself, you're considered selfish. Mm. And, you know, you're in your ego and so on. But actually that love has to come from within mm. and then radiate it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was actually thinking about that today. Yeah. You know, I was like, like the idea of like drawing the energy in mm. instead of pushing the energy out to people. Yeah. Like lighting up your own flame inside of you. Absolutely. So then it's a domino effect Absolutely. when everyone starts to see you and yeah. they recognize that it's within them as well. Yeah. You know, it's a great resonance and a great reflection. Yeah. And inspiration. Mm. Yeah. Like instead of like, because I've pushed my energy out to people constantly mm. throughout my life and then I forget to draw it back in. For yourself. For myself. Exactly. So, so that's that infinity symbol. Yeah. So you're giving out and it's huge going out mm. and then only a little bit coming back in. Yeah, yeah. That's imbalance. Mm. So, you know, it has to be balanced. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really important to connect into that, the law of receiving mm. and the willingness to receive. Yeah. So if you're willing to do that, then, you know, it's, mm. you then can be inspiring to other people. Right. So the balance between giving to yourself and giving to others. Yeah. Yeah. But you actually have to give to yourself first. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's not selfish. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I've been, when I've been doing channeling lately with people, they've been using words that we consider negative, like mm. selfish. Yeah. Mm. Um, and actually explaining that actually it's not selfish. Mm. It's actually pure love. Yeah. Mm. And it's honoring yourself. Self first. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So when you honor yourself, you actually honor source mm. and yeah. God. So. Wow. That's yeah. so true. Beautiful. Mm. And can I jump back into sure. before the show? We were talking about. Um, doing spiritual practices in diff different countries and healings in different countries and yeah. how the energies are different and are the energies much different in different countries that you've gone to or there's different techniques you need to channel or I can't um, think of the right words to phrase it but you know what I'm talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean I've, I've been very blessed to travel through many countries mm. in my life and live in different countries and I was born in what is now Zimbabwe so in Africa and mm. um, very Victorian society mm. so that's how I was brought up you know very rigid and um, and yeah and then of course it ended up in war and conflict mm. which was you know really you know sad and unfortunate and a lot of my friends died Was that uh, in the Rhodesian war mm, the Rhodesian war my stepdad was in that war ah, okay well, yeah. yeah so so you know a little bit about it uh, yeah and yeah so was as children we were brought up even though it was Victorian we felt safe because the Victorian kind of way of bringing up children is you know you eat breakfast lunch dinner 
you go get bath and go mm. to bed and so on. Um, and you, it's a routine. It was routine based. But then I left there and I went and lived in Scotland when I was 18. And um, I found uh, Scotland was, was really beautiful, but some of the people were a bit suspicious of me. Really? Yeah. Um, the old Scottish. Because they expected me to not be white. <laughs> oh, really? Right. Yeah. Um, and I actually got interviewed for a job um, purely because they wanted to see what colour I was. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite amusing in the end. I found, I found out six yeah. months later. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I know we have, you know, all cultures in Africa. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's not <laughs> just one culture. Yeah. And, and so, and then, you know, the Scottish were very proud and like, mm. um, and if we travelled down to England and then got back and said we'd been down to England, they're like, oh, I bet you felt better once you crossed back over the border <laughs> again. <laughs> Look at the rivalry. So quite territorial yeah. in, in, in that way. Uh, and then from there moved to Australia, mm. which was reminding me a lot of Africa, actually, because mm. of the wide open spaces and, uh, you know, just the willingness to kind of embrace different cultures and people and so mm -hmm. on. Um, and then I went and actually lived in the Middle East, which, oh, wow. yeah, was quite so in, Do, uh, in Qatar. Qatar, Qatar okay. yeah. Is that near you, right? Uh, no, Dubai. I'm from Afghanistan. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it kind of, you know, when I flew into um, Qatar uh, with my eldest son, who was six at the time, and I was pregnant, I kind of looked out the window and I just saw all this desert and um, if you forgive my the judgment I kind of felt like I'd landed in the hell of the earth <laughs> 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 I was like there's just no green wow. there's nothing and my husband at the time when I arrived he said I promise it does get better <laughs> yeah, yeah. and actually it was just a wonderful experience wow. I, I actually loved living in the Middle East it yeah. was extraordinary there was you know so much travel there was you know all of the sand dunes and mm. the inland sea and digging up fossils wow. and wow. we had more time as a family there mm. and all the different cultures you know a lot of the expats and local as well it was just fascinating wow. so camel riding mm, yeah. exactly <laughs> or sitting seeing a camel sitting in the back of your youth right always just <laughs> amused me so um, of course, there's you know the the deep religion in Qatar. So you're talking mm. about the different energies of different countries. Yeah. And so of course we heard the call to prayer, you know, four times a day. And have it like the loudspeaker in the street. Yeah. 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 How's that in Indonesia? Like that's with Islam, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that that should be illegal, you know, because yeah. like not to be rude or anything like that. But yeah. I'm in Indonesia and like I'm sleeping and then I hear like this loudspeaker go off and the guy's like praying yeah. through the speaker and like. Everyone can hear it. Like yeah, of course. They speak Arabic usually. Yeah, so yeah. Five, five times a day. Yeah. yeah. So that's right, five times. Yeah. yeah. I remember being at the um, the vegetable market once, and they had a you know the um, the tower with the speaker on to mm. you know, and um, he started singing, and then he did this loud sneeze. <laughs> 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 we all just kind of burst out laughing <laughs> and even wow. he had a chuckle you know so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah it was, was quite quite funny yeah. yeah and of course there was the respect during Ramadan which yeah. is the mm. holy month and you don't eat or drink 
uh, in front of anyone else during mm. that month. Oh, well. Wow. So, because they, they're not allowed to eat or drink during the day. Yeah. Mm. So, from sunrise to sunset is... No eating. No eating or you drinking. Can't have any no, no, no water as well? Yeah. Dry fast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No water. Other than if you are ill or pregnant. Yes. Yeah. 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 Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 So I remember in high school you were doing Ramadan. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough, man. It I didn't know tough. it had no water as well. That would be... Mm. I don't know juice fast before, but like, without the, without the juice, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's supposed to be a bit more abrasive, the dry fast, but you're like, you're meant to work up to it. Yeah. So from like, you know, a juice fast, then maybe a herbal fast, and then water fast, and then get into a dry fast, right. you know? So you work your layers. You work away. Yeah, okay. Like from the density to the least dense. Right. Um, but yeah, most, most Muslims, they dry fast, and then they have a whole bunch of food. <laughs> That wrecks like, oh, their gut. It would. Yeah, it just turns the KFC at sunset. It, it, you know? it defeats the purpose. Mm. That's how I feel. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why are you having so much oil and rice and meat and everything else that then you go back to the dry fast and then you become like they can't digest the food and no. they feel more sicker after the the fast. And I'm like, this is meant to be a process where you're actually getting more detoxification mm. and connection with God as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's that's a true Muslim. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about that because when I was in France, I went into this uh, organic shop and the guy spoke English, which was really nice. And he said he had done 45 days, like leading up to, wow. you know, not only having water. Mm. And, uh, and I said, how, you know, I'm curious, like, how were you? And he's like, I could literally just touch somebody and heal them. Wow. He wow. said it was just... A quick touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it was just extraordinary, you know, because you're so cleansed and so mm. pure. Mm. And it made me realize the enormity of what we eat and consume and how it affects us. And so I said, so what happened after 45 days? And he's like, I did the craziest thing. And I said, what's that? He said, I ate a pizza. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. whoa, what happened? And he's like, I could literally feel it moving through, he said. And I was in so much pain. Oh, well, wow. it would be. And yeah. uh, he said it was just mad. Mm. So he literally went from this pure state <laughs> to craving. Pizza, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's got to be a balance between <laughs> the two. Wow. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like have some fruit, have some steamed vegetables. Yes. You know, before yeah. getting into pizza and mm. heavier, denser foods. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so living in, I also got to live in France, which, you know, as I was mentioning to you before, mm. you can feel the, the rebellion. There's also quite a lot of fear there. Uh, fear of the tax man, believe mm. it or not. And is that energy um, from the land and the land spirits themselves? Or is it also from the people and the collective over time? I think it's um, collective, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and there was a lot of conflict between the Catholics and the Protestants mm. there as well. So, yeah, where, where I lived, it was very much... Um, you could, when I looked into the history of it, mm. it was, there'd been a lot of um, slaying you know and so on so i used to go and sit on the land and do a lot of healing Mm. for everyone Mm. and particularly into the land yeah Mm. and i i remember sort of seeing a medium and she sort of said to me she said oh she actually picked up that i was living in france 
Oh, which wow. I found fascinating. Wow. But, and but you, this is like online medium or on the phone? Yeah, on the phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. She said, oh, you know, I see you in this farmhouse. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she said, you're in France. And I said, I am. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, you know, when I, when I kind of connect to people like that, I have healthy respect for them because wow. then I know they're true. 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 Yeah. And they know where you live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and she said to, said to me, she said, "Oh, you know, you're not there by mistake." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And she said, "Oh, you know, there's been a lot of conflict there, and you know, you're there to do healing into the land." Mm. And I was like, "Ah, yeah, I already have been." So um, Yeah. So that was. Yeah, and I mean, France is is. They've actually had the least invasionary kind of aspect. Um, like I was saying to you about Croatia, they've had different countries invade yeah. Croatia, so there's that whole mixture. With France, I mean, yeah, it had Second World War, the Germans came in, but of course they were, you know, sent out. Mm. But so the French are very French and very pure in their culture. Mm. And a lot of people think they don't have humour, but they're actually hilarious. Right. So yeah, yeah I, I made some amazing French friends, and oh, yeah. we just—I had the biggest laughs with them. Amazing, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, the the beauty. I mean, I was just lucky. I was in the south of France, in mm. Provence, where there's all these magical hill villages. Oh wow! And, yeah. Oh wow! So wherever you drove, you know, you'd go around this corner. Oh, there's another one. And, wow. Oh, look, there's mm. another one. <laughs> Can you speak French? Uh, a tiny, tiny okay. bit. I, I got away with it because I was Australian. Right. Um, <laughs> so if you're English or American, then they just speak French to you yeah. and expect you to speak French back. Mm. But if you say you're Australian, um, a French friend here said to me when I was going to move over there, she said, make sure you go... <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo. I, I, yeah. You know, I'm Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, they, if they can, they will speak English to All you. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. so, so, I got, so I kind of got a bit lazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So just hopping through the markets. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <you're> <laughs> <true>. My mind. <laughs> so... So yes, it's, you know, it's, uh, and I guess knowing all of those different countries and having experienced those cultures mm. has enabled me to connect with people from all over the world. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I do do healing with people all wow. over the world online. Yeah. Wow. So. Are there different things you need to navigate when you're doing healings with other people from different lands? Like, are there things like land spirits or other spirits you need to do, get permission from or that would not allow you to do work on their land or that sort of, I've heard stories of, of oh, things. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah but is that Never such a come thing? across it. No. Oh, perfect. Uh, no, that's not come into my sphere, actually. Okay. That's quite interesting. Perfect, one. yeah. Um, we'll give it out the sphere then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Out you go. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yes, I, I guess I work more with the person's soul. So... Mm. So when I, as you've experienced, when I connect into somebody, I just place my hand on their belly mm. and, and I just, I call them into what I call my safe haven. Um, and so this is, a, this is a room that I've created in my mind and in my consciousness. And so when, when I call the person in, it depends how they come in, never dressed as they are now, they mm. come in 
naked? As a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never had that before. <laughs> <laughs> but you're welcome. You welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blush now. <laughs> uh, no, they generally <laughs> they generally dressed how they were in a past life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> White robe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, you can do that too. <laughs> uh, and so I just talk to them on that level to to find out whether uh, the past life is one that has been a negative and still affecting them, yeah. um, or it's a past life that is a positive and this person needs to be reminded of who they are mm. and what what's their destiny journey. So, so I usually spend 10 to 15 minutes just writing. So I, I do automatic writing or channeling, right. mm. and so that I can actually give that to mm. them. I'm more a, um, a thought-based, a mental conceptual type vision okay. rather than some people who are it's like they're watching a movie mm. about somebody mm. I I'm more you know um, oh that next thought and that next thought right. or so I'm probably 80% that and 20% visual okay so Brett you've done the course that I teach yeah. on how to do this yeah so um, yeah, I everyone has a different experience. Yeah. Of the course of is interesting. It when is. You create your safe haven and you invite your spirit guide to come through, for example. Yeah. And I saw it straight away, this big Egyptian bird looking thing. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And then I was kind of imposturing myself in a way where I'm like, oh, I always do this, this is my imagination. But yeah. it really wasn't because I wasn't expecting what was going to happen next. No, exactly. You know? mm. But I've been doing that my whole life, but just been thinking that it wasn't a real thing. Thing, yeah. But I realized actually yeah, that it's so simple. Mm. And it's it is. It's almost shocking in a way. And e even when um, I do quote or channeling or automatic writing, I always second guess myself because like, I'm like, well, that doesn't sound like me. It must be a guide mm. or whatever. Mm. But I'm like, what if I'm just making this up? <laughs> you know, like when someone, if I speak to a friend, I'm like, oh, some guy was talking to me about his mother. And I'm like, she's diabetic. I just, I just knew mm. it. But I was like, oh, I'm lucky, yes. Your dad's diabetic. You just, uh. you know, my ego, I just, I can't differentiate between my ego mind and what's really coming in, because it sounds so similar, mm. you know? Is there anything that you have to differentiate between those, those two, or to really know, okay, this is me? That's when you come back to your heart. Okay, we're back, yep. <laughs> okay, so what yeah. does my heart think about this? Oh yeah, it's your ego. Mm. Or no, this is genuinely the truth. Mm. True. So, yeah. Uh, when, you, when you, so basically that, that course is about dropping you down into your alpha state, mm. creating a landscape which actually represents you. Mm. So whatever's going on in your landscape mm. is, is what's going on in your life. If it's desert, dry, dusty, then you have no nourishment. Right. Mm. If you're in water, you're drowning, mm. so to speak. If it's lush and green and, you know, or it's corn that's ripened, there's abundance. Mm. Okay, mm. so, but you know, that can change. It's like the weather, it can change four times in a day. Yeah. yeah. So, and then within there, I, I teach people how to create uh, what I call their safe haven. And it's built out of nature's products, so it's all natural. Mm. And then within there, we build um, a healing space, a creative space, an exercise space, and then we create a portal of light. Mm. And it's through there that you call, you get to meet your guides, it's, this is how I will call anyone in who's coming for a session. Mm. And 
and I say how they come in is how I deal with them right. and talk to them. Wow. And then once you become more used to it, then you can actually go through your portal of light and go traveling mm. to wherever you want to. Wow. Yeah. So Astral traveling in that respect. Yeah, if you mm. want, or to another country, or yeah, you can have fun with it. So you could say, okay, I'm going, I'd like to actually go through my portal of light and come out in Prague, and I'm going to be naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? Prague's the place to do it. <laughs> And just see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so. Did that, in that respect, were you doing that men, um, with your mind's eye? Yeah. Is that like more of a remote viewing or an actual out-of-body experience that you're splitting your psyche in half? Or how, how would you really, let's say if you did want to actual project to Prague and really be yeah. in your actual body in there, is there techniques you can do for that as well? Or is that going to be only in sleep state? Or No, 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 no. You do it while you're awake. Oh, wow. Absolutely while you're awake and go and have that experience. Mm. So if you, like we haven't been able to go on holiday, you could easily just go, okay, well, I'm just going to go and have a little drop into Montana in wow. the US and Beautiful. have a little walk around and, wow. and enjoy the, you know, the mm. wide open spaces and the mountains with snow on the top. And That's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. So, mm. so yeah, but you know, within that space, um, that's when you, excuse me, in your true alignment, in your true vortex, and, and you're kind of dropping into different dimensions of mm. yourself. Yeah. Wow. So, like you, when I first started doing it, I said to a friend, you know, I'm seeing really strange stuff. Mm. And, you know, I can't even believe that this is true. And I know I don't have an imagination like this. Yeah. Mm. And she's like, no, you're actually connecting into that person and into that dimension wow. and viewing it. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So That's so the more you do that, the more you are that. Mm. So you like you say, you're having a conversation with your friend, you knew instantly what was wrong with the mother. Mm. You were in your you were already in. Mm. In that vortex. In that vortex. In that, yeah. yeah. So Beautiful. so the more that you do that every day, like mm. I use it every day. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of in tune. Beautiful. Most of, most of the time, yeah. Yeah, daily practice. I love it. Um, another question I wanted to ask as well. Um, this, is, this is my personal experience. If I go to shopping centers or I'm with certain people or certain groups, oh, yeah. I, I can feel, wow, I'm actually feeling way more anxious than I normally am. And I can always feel like a, a closing off. And I always thought it was a social anxiety. I label myself as being socially awkward or mm. whatever it may be. But then when I've left the area, gone to my car, I'll actually get shivers and then I'll feel my energy shift and change. I'm like, oh, I feel like myself again. Yeah. And I just come to realize I need to protect my energy. I need mm. to do more things to help protect my energy. But um, are there methods of protecting your energy? And does the idea of I need to protect myself made out of fear as well? Um, so to use your analogy of going to the shopping center, mm. I often say to people, when you go to the shopping center, when you walk out, do you walk out exhausted or energized? So the majority of people around me walk out exhausted. Yeah, I usually do. Yeah. So what happens, you remember you're in concrete. Mm. It's actually like the telephone signal, it's actually hard to get through concrete. Yeah. So it's the same with kind of source energy, it's because it's so dense, you're not doing your normal fill up. Mm. 
So before I go into a shopping center, I specifically ask to be filled up, mm. excuse me. So I fill up with my energy and I go in and I know I've kind of got an hour, hour and a half mm. in my kind of vessel mm. around me. Yeah. And then I kind of start, ugh, I feel tired. Yeah. Um, so because I got to a point where I wasn't going into shopping centers mm. because of that fear of walking out exhausted and yeah. depleted. And I was like, this has got to change because it's limiting my life. Mm. And I was walking with my head down and not looking at people and that's not who I, who I am either. Yeah. Yeah. So when I did this filling up of my vessel before I went into the shopping center or with certain people, mm. I would then um, be able to smile at them, communicate, I just recognize as a soul, I'm there to actually also bring light to people. Yeah. And there are people in the shopping center who are there to fill up. Mm. So that's why they walk out feeling energized. Mm. Because they depleted outside right. in their life. So they the come to the shopping center and they fill up. Right. Mm. And they're like, yeah, I love going to the shops. Are they energy, energy vampires or? Basically, yeah. yeah. Mm. Don't, they're, not, they're not necessarily aware that they are. Yeah, they're just. And you have to forgive them for that. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So when, you, when I walk out of the shopping center, I do that whole cutting of the spaghetti yeah. bowl. And, and then you kind of open to, open to fill up again. Perfect, yeah. Mm. Wow. I love having the practices that are either visual or to do. Mm. Sometimes I feel like when I do it just quickly mentally, I'm like, it's not enough. You know, like, but it is enough. No, it but is. It can take seconds, minute, a minute. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, you imagine the bowl of spaghetti. So if you timed it from this moment, okay, I'm going to disconnect from everybody and everything. I'm going to whitewash my energetic field. I'm calling all of my energy back into my heart. And you literally feel your heart go more inside. Wow. So you keep calling it back into your heart until you don't feel anything. And now I'm going to put a spiral of white light around me to keep mm. me safe and protected. Mm. Well, Done. how long did that take? 15 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we just procrastinate about doing it. Yeah. yeah. And it's our own self healing and worth. Mm. What if you can't visualize that? Like, do you do it? Like, do you visualize it in your mind's eye? Mm. Okay. What if but it's you can physically do it as oh, well? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So just as I was saying, I'm disconnecting from everybody and everything. Yeah. Um, imagine why I imagine I'm going through a photocopy machine. Mm, white light right. cleaning me up. Yeah. So you can literally go, yep, yeah, um, you can dump it into the earth or, you know, wherever you want into mm. an imaginary flame or whatever. And then physically, I'm calling all of my energy back into my heart. Mm. So I've just done that and I don't feel anything. So it means I'm actually filled wow. and contained. If I felt this inside my heart, I know that I've been giving out energy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So remember to do this work. You're calling in universal energy to come through you and out. Mm. You're not using your energy. If, oh, you're, sure. if you're consistently feeling that coming back in, you're actually using, you're not doing it right. Right, okay. <clears throat> you, you shouldn't be using your energy. Yeah. Your energy is your energy. Yeah. So there's a separation Un between universal energy and your yeah, energy. Yeah, universal energy is free. Right. Why wouldn't you use it? Yeah. <laughs> And it's golden and it's, you know, mm. our souls are golden. So if you're calling in golden light into you and you're giving it to that person, you're actually expanding their soul consciousness. Wow, mm. okay. Yeah, so. And it's free. 
and it's free. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I, cool. I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily a healer. I'm just a conduit mm. for for it. And you know, just my life experience gives me the knowledge and understanding to help people through their belief systems and so mm. on, and their concepts and their traumas. Beautiful. And then ask to clear it. And I'm asking to clear it. Mm. Mm. You know, spiritually and physically. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. It's beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> do, do, do you mind if I drop into um, some dark conversation quickly? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just because um, in 2012 we said we're going 5D, so it's a greater level of energy we have access to to manifest and do all these things. Yeah. But does that give us a greater capacity for evil and ill intent or things like spells and witchcraft and of that sort of nature? To be in the fifth dimension, you mean? No, to, for people to use those that power coming in for either spells, witchcraft, and things of that nature. Like, is, is there such a thing as spells and curses and black oh magic? Oh yeah, and there stuff is, like and I ha and I see that in people, yeah. and have seen that on people. Mm. <coughs> How can we be aware of that when it is happening, and make sure that doesn't come into our field or into, into our lives? Mm. Especially when you're intermingling in the broader spiritual community, where sometimes you can feel off or see things that. Mm. It doesn't seem, you know, quite yeah. right, you know. Mm. Certain temp tents in Blazing Swan, you're like, oh, well, that's not going there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, but is there a way to be aware of it and also keep ourselves out of that? Out of it. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, my first instinct when you were talking was there's no room for it in the fifth dimension. Okay, there's no room for it. There's no room for it because... Mm. Uh, you know, we've, we're coming from our heart mm. and, and from that true source, love, energy. If there's, if there's still residual energy, I think it's still connected to the third and fourth dimension. Mm, right. okay. So those people, I in a way, I believe that we've been given the opportunity for two pathways. Mm. Even though we're all kind of being pushed to move into the fifth dimension, yeah. some people are completely resistant to mm. that. So they're still choosing to remain back mm. here and we're moving forward. So it's almost like the world is separating into two. Mm. And on a soul level, I believe those will be remaining in their world and will be in our world and in a way, the two worlds are this world, mm. but we live in different realities. Mm, that true. makes sense. It does make sense, yeah. Yeah. The Celestine prophecy. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was. That's what just came through. Divining, you yeah. know, divine moment when I read that. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but. I, I oh, you should. Brett told me about I've it. I've only read the first chapter. Right. But I, I googled like what the things were. I couldn't be bothered reading the whole story. Oh, all the, the insights. What, what, are the, what are the insights? You know, <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. It, it was the split of the <coughs> two that you were just talking about. Yeah, mm. and um, I highly recommend you actually yeah. either get it downloaded on Audible mm. so you can actually listen to it in the car. I had it on seven discs. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I'd read the book and then I got the actual discs and I just play it in the car and I. I've got to stop and I'd quickly write right. um, mm. a note. And then, I, and then I've since read all the others on from there oh, wow. and they take you right up into the higher levels of consciousness. Really? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I recommend everybody read The Celestine Prophecy. Yeah. Wow, beautiful. Well, what, was the first, um, what was the first moment in your life that you, something clicked within you and you were like, you had that epiphany or realisation that, you know, we don't uh, just come here and die and then that's it. Yeah. 
um, in a way, I always knew it. Yeah. But not consciously. Right. Okay. So, <clears throat> actually, it was uh, one of those sort of profound moments. I often have profound moments in the shower. Okay. <laughs> when the water's hitting. You. When the water's rushing over me, mm, and yeah. um, and I and I kind of get this this thing and i just read the secret do you okay. remember when the secret came yeah. out a lot of manifestation yeah yeah and and i found that really fascinating and and then i also read the law of attraction as well mm. but the secret i kind of because it talks about creating the vision board and and so on so i actually did this vision board and mm. um at the time i was single and i put this image of the type of man that I would like <laughs> to, and I'd actually <clears throat> cut it out of the 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 magazine, the Sunday paper, mm. and there was this article on this man who's in Perth, and I was like, oh yeah, he's cool, you know, mm. and so I cut his picture, and I read his story, and I was like, oh, interesting. Uh, his name's Paul. I won't say his last name. <laughs> and, Paul um, Keating? Sorry? Paul Keating? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> and so I put that on my kind of vision board and so on. And mm. I was in real estate at the time. Mm. And literally two months later, I had a call from that man. Oh, wow. wow. That'd be freaky. To actually go and look at a property. And I kind of took the call and I was, I didn't really kind of, because we were talking, he was talking quite fast. I didn't mm. hear his second name. And then I, and I organized to show him the property the next day and put the phone down and I was like, wait a minute. No, no, yeah. that's not, no. Mm. And so anyway, I kind of went to the appointment and it was him. And wow. I was like, oh, this is freaky. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you like, shocking you're on my vision board. <laughs> I mean, he was with somebody, so, you know, <laughs> right. was, was was fine. But um, the simple fact that I could manifest that mm. uh, it just blew my mind. And I was like, okay, this is a real thing. Mm. Like, this isn't just reading. This The law of attraction actually works. Wow. So then I started playing with it. How old mm. were you at the time? Oh, that would have been in nearly 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and then I, you know, I, so, so when that happened, I kind of, I think it was after that, I sort of stood in the shower and I just felt this love energy mm. coming through me. Mm. And I was like, that's what it's all about, is loving yourself enough mm. to, because I had, in a way, I sort of, see, this is the law of attraction. So there was part of my belief system was like, nah, that, you know, I'd never be able to connect to somebody like that. Mm. And, um, but then I just forgot about it. And because I forgot about it and wasn't tracking into, well, that's never going to happen. Mm. Um, it still took two months for it to create because of that initial, nah, you know, but then it, because I forgot about it, yeah. it did. So mm. you see it, what happened is I put it into my vortex and it started creating. Wow. wow. And, you, and, you, and you held it there. I just left it in there. And oh, then okay. it just, because I had no resistance to it, it dropped into place. Wow. wow. So you made the vision board, was it on display or did you just have it somewhere? You didn't look I at actually it had a big notebook. And I, oh, a notebook? Yeah, I actually had That's a big awesome. kind of pad. And Manifestation I, notebook. Yeah. Mm. And so I had one about family and I had one about, you know, home cool. and yeah. And, so, and 
relationships. Yeah. So when you started playing with it, what was some other things that came to fruition? Um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely healthier relationships within my family mm. and and definitely a healthier relationship with myself. Yeah. And I started moving into, uh, so there were people around me that uh, weren't on the same resonance as me. Mm. And so, I, because I've had quite a lot of abuse in my life, there was still this residual energy. And so I started moving into letting them go. Mm. And then by the time I turned 50, I was like, that's it, no more. And so I spent a year just going, no, 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 no. Mm. And I don't have anyone in my life now wow. who doesn't resonate with me. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. definitely a good place. And, and uh, you know, ultimately, my relationship with myself, uh, I've really come to that place of I'm actually quite comfortable in my own company. Yeah. Mm. I don't need anybody. Mm. I love being with people that I love, mm. but I'm very happy on my own mm. too. Yeah. So I resonate with that. Yeah. A lot of mm. peace. It it does. Mm. So that that kind of you talk about profound moments. I actually did a um, Chinese astrology course with a friend over two days, and we went through all aspects of life. And we got to the relationship part. So we actually get a chart, you know, about relationships or about, you know, abundance or whatever. So we were on the chart about relationships. And I said to my friend Michelle, I said, what does this symbol mean? She goes, hmm. And I was like, well, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, oh, um, I just want you to listen and and then sit with it and then go with that I was like okay something really bad's happening here and so she said that symbol means and can mean that any relationship you've had before or potentially will have you'll always feel alone right wow and i was i was furious i was just you know I think I even used an expletive about it yeah. because <laughs> I was just like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and she said, remember what I said, sit with it. Mm. And I did. Mm. So uh, it was a significant moment in my life um, because I really had to look at myself. And I had to look at my past and absolutely she was spot on. Mm. I'd always felt alone. And so I was like, okay, so potentially I'm always going to feel alone. Does that so all that longing and yearning for this fulfilling, you know, loving relationship? Mm. I thought, oh, well, that's never going to happen. So if that's never going to happen, what am I going to do? Mm. I have to find it within. Yeah. Mm. And I don't mean just talking about self-love. I mean really having a true loving relationship with yourself. Yeah. In your heart. Mm. And 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 it just clicked. I got it. And I found that, you know, even though I was invited out to various things, I'd go and I'd leave early because I actually just wanted to go home and be with myself. Mm. <laughs> I was I can, like, this I is can cool. resonate with that. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm an only child anyway, so I had right. that within me anyway. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it just brought me the greatest peace mm. yeah. to actually 
be within that. So now I realize that if I, you know, draw in another relationship mm. uh, as a life partner type person, they need to be totally in their own true love of themselves along with me. Mm. And, you know, we yeah. connect on that level. So yeah. it's actually a reflection. Yeah, true. Of we were talking about that. Like yeah. two nights ago, yeah. Like mm. truly loving yourself and then complimenting each other. Exactly. You know, so yeah. you're allowing them to be themselves and be free. Yeah. Mm. Be free. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm. Well, sometimes codependence is nice. Yeah. I just want to talk. Sorry. Yeah, go for I, it. I man. just want to talk about um, the Chinese astrology because. Mm. Um, I was a, I'm a water monkey in uh, okay. in Chinese astrology. Right. <laughs> um, what's your uh, what's your view on that and uh, other astrologies that you've looked into? Um, well, I mean, I use uh, you know the traditional astrology yeah. within my work, and they all represent uh, different organs. Okay. So, uh, so if you look at the heart, um, you know it's the house of Leo, which is the lion. Right. And it also has the planet of the sun mm, coming in. Yeah. So, so the heart is, you know, that wisdom and knowing and, and love. Mm. And the sun is life force and potential and individuality. Makes so, yeah. so I actually love using that, astro that traditional astrology. Mm. But the, the Chinese astrology has been um, fascinating because you can actually work out with the help of the whoever's teaching or showing you is your timeline right okay. so she was actually able to go oh you had a child here at this age and one here and one there relationship showed up there kind of possible breakup showed up there and you know and also connected into your you know your wealth and abundance mm. so and it's a 10-year pillar okay so mm. Uh, so mine runs from say 42 to 52, 52 to 62. Right. It's that's my 10-year pillar. So mm. I I'm aware of what's coming up in my next 10-year pillar. Oh wow! So I'm actively working towards that. Right. Knowing, mm. and so I find it fascinating that and it, it, initially I kind of listened to it all and I was like, okay, well if this is all predestined. What's the point of healing? <laughs> True. Uh, but, but within that, you know, it's still following the destiny pathway mm. and not being derailed by it so yeah. much because of your, your own traumas. Right. So, yeah, I, I just love all the different modalities, like yeah. bringing them in and, um, and connecting in on that level. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's bringing in all aspects. So What's your star sign in terms of normal... Um, I'm an Aquarian, okay. and um, so Aquarians often often are healers, believe it or not. Right. Mm. Mm. And and they're often uh, unconventional. Right. Yeah, so and they they're often up. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's my moon sign. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so, which you need, you know, as a healer, because you're tuning in on that higher mm. level, mm. Uh, but. I, I also like to make sure that I'm earthed. So it's the house of friendship, believe it or not. Oh, okay. And it's the house of change. Um, and it's also the house of catalysts and motivation to move forward mm. in your life. So there's that seeking side of me. Right. Yeah, mm, so wow. yeah, I don't hook into uh, 
necessarily into conventionality. Mm. It's more unconventional. Right. Yeah. Mm. Even though I follow the kind of practical, I love to have my own home and structures and, mm. and so on. So I make sure I earth myself mm. a lot. <laughs> uh, Do you have an earth sign within like your moon sign or? Yeah, my rising sign is Cancerian, which oh. is that soft. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Same as mine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% aware of all of the signs and what they mean, but yeah. I get a good concept. I also bring in a lot of numerology. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, so within numerology, I work out people's birthdays. Mm. Um, so I did that with Brett today, mm. and I was able to explain. He went, "Oh, yeah, yep, that makes sense. Yep, got that. Okay, mm. I understand that." Um, is that like life path number? Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, so my life path number is eleven, which is one of the master numbers. Okay. So eleven, twenty-two, and thirty-three. Right. Mm. Thirty-three being the rarest. Yep. And, um, but 11 often is the healer. Wow, okay, cool. And if you Mm. break down 11 to 2, it's steady progress. Mm. So getting, you know, which has exactly been my life. Steady progress getting to this point of doing what I'm doing. Wow, mine's 4. Okay, so So I see 4 as uh, death and birth. Okay. Yeah, so endings (laughs) and beginnings. Yeah. So you'll go through your life with ending this and beginning this, ending that, beginning this. Yeah, that's what I felt. Yeah. It feels, it's felt like that my whole life. <laughs> yeah. So when you come to acceptance, then, yeah. So Brett's is number seven, which is um, a spiritual pathway. Right. Mm. So bringing accept. So I have to accept that that's, I'm an 11 and I'm going to be doing healing on people. Mm. Yeah. Um, yours is acceptance that, you know, you, you are going to follow a spiritual pathway. Mm. Same as Jehun. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then you, then you can work out what you are going to be for this next year from your birthday. Right. Yeah. So I've just come out of a seven year, mm. which was a spiritual, lots of change and, you know, changing direction and moving from Perth to Denmark and um, dealing with whatever, you know, the Denmark energy brings up in you, which is yeah. to clear it out. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and then... The day I moved into, was on my birthday at the end of January, into an eight year, I suddenly felt in the flow, which is the infinity symbol. Wow. wow. Yeah. And I thought, like, Beautiful. <laughs> so, you know, after this year, I move into a nine year, which for me is release. So I need to let go of whatever I'm attached mm. to in that year. Yeah. And the cycles are usually 10 year cycles or 11 year cycles or different for everyone? Oh, no, that's not a cycle. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's a nine. It's nine. Nine, nine year. Okay. Nine year cycle because you then, if you move into a number ten, you become one. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. So number one is um, new. You know. New beginning. You. So you're a one this year. Did I say? Yeah. Yeah. In my birthday, I'll be a one. Yeah, you'll be a one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. So these are new beginnings. It's a new, new cycle. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Cool. So yeah, oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. So I do a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, not an expert at everything, but you know, just a bit of here and a bit there, and I bring it all together all right. and yeah. jack of all trades. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> jack of all healing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put it in your business card. Um, yeah. Any more questions you have for Odette? Um, oh, one more question. Um, sure. 
do you think our life is pre-planned already? Like it's I been do. okay. So there is no free will. Oh, there is free will. Mm. I mean, the Chinese astrology uh, says that thirty-three percent is you know your kind of free Chinese will. astrology free will, mm. and you know your your whole sort of destiny pathway. Yeah. Right. Thirty-three okay. percent. That's all we get. Yeah. So it depends which bit you're stepping into. True. Yeah. yeah. So we always have free will. Mm. Always. So we can navigate through mm. that construct that's already been written for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, they often say, well, you, if, you, if you're destined to this, but you kind of do the wrong turn here, yeah. you'll kind of come back right. to this. Okay. Yeah. True. So Makes there's that, that destiny. Yeah. So regardless if you're going faster or slower. Yeah, you'll or, get there in the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've always like in my heart believed that. Yeah. 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 So, um, mm. so yeah, I was just saying to Brett earlier, you know, I had seen a, a medium and she's like, oh, I can see you as this author energy. And I was like, yeah, I've been talking about writing books for years. Yeah. I've just never had the right space or time to do that. And she said, and it's the oddest thing. She says, I see you handwriting. She said, why would you be handwriting when you can just be typing? And I said, oh, I, I handwrite when I'm channeling every oh, day oh, wow. with mm, people. Because yeah. I put my hand on someone's belly, I can't type. Mm, yeah. And it's too mechanical. It yeah. interferes with the energy, in my opinion. Yeah. So I've got a mountain of notebooks that high, which mm. I'll use you know, to write an amazing book about all of the soul channelings, because mm. I can pull a book out from seven years ago, flick it open, and I'll read someone's channeling, and I'll go, oh my God, this is fascinating, because mm. I've forgotten about it. Yeah. And this can help so many people, this information. Mm. So it's not about disclosing who it came from. Yeah. It's just, this yeah. is for everybody. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. So, Reminds yeah. me of Dolores Cannon. Dolores Cannon's stuff. Yeah, she's fascinating. So it's very, very, very similar, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Potentially, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, she's she's extraordinary. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, five to three. Okay. We've made it an hour and a half. Thank <laughs> you so much. That was actually a beautiful conversation. Wow. My pleasure. I'm so it's been grateful. lovely to actually sit with you both. And yeah. yeah. And uh, honoured.